0: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bearded Gear podcast. This is episode number 10 already, which is a little bit wild that uh, <laughs> I'm in double digits now. And uh, in celebration of double digits today, I'm joined by Joseph Viro of Viro Engineering or Viro Knives. And uh, I have had a couple of opportunities to talk to Joseph in the past, but I've been really excited for this one because I feel like no matter what amount of time passes between uh, you and I having a chance to talk, there's always a lot happening in your world. So there's constantly stuff for me to catch up on. And uh, yeah, Joseph, thank you so much for for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, really cool to be here. Congratulations on 10. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> here's to 10, 10 times that.
0: Yeah. Uh, in a uh, 90 weeks, we'll be there or less. Maybe. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, so, um, there's this interesting thing that has happened on my channel and my podcast and on other podcasts that i've been on and it seems like uh, without fail brian brown and i were just joking about this in the episode that we did it's like it's kind of impossible to get through a knife podcast in today's climate and not have vero come up and i don't say that just to toot your horn but it's legitimately it's happened a lot because i think 2020 was kind of like the Vero was kind of the story in the knife world in a lot of ways, at least for production knives. And, uh, yeah. So it, how long or when exactly did you start? Cause I always think of you as being 2020, but was it previous to 2020 that you actually kicked off as Vero engineering being its own thing?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> actually the, the knife, I've I got the knife running as far as, um, prototype go goes uh early 2019 so okay. 2019 i had um had the knife produced and brought it to blade show so right. it was you know uh probably february 2019 that we actually got um got the we it was just me at night <laughs> yeah after work uh got the design going got it produced uh brought it to blade show had it checked out and it's funny that you say that that 20 20 was, you know, Vero was in the, the knife world picture because it's, it's hard to take a step back and, and see that, right. Cause I'm in it every day. This is, it's, it's what I did. Uh, and in 2020, I actually quit my job and went full time on Vero. So it was, it was hard to, to take a step back. And, um, like there was no barometer for me of success. It, my knives, Sold out, you know. Fortunately, every drop, um, they were doing really well in the secondary market, which is kind of a barometer in itself. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard to go. Are we, you know, is is this? Are we doing a good thing here? Like, is this, you know? Because I, I remember when uh, Boost Blades showed up and the Boost Blade smoke. I think it was that was one of the first nights, and I remember it, it coming out and it being this like. Um, nobody could get one. Everybody yep. was talking about it. If you had one, that was like, you got to show it off that you had that one. And, yep. I, and I was, I was, I was trying to use that. Like at my friends, Hey, is this kind of like, am I like boost? Like, are we like on boost level here? Cause I, yeah, it was hard for me to figure, you know, it was hard for me to tell.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm sure the perspective of being the person doing it is totally different uh, inherently for anything that you're up to than somebody on the outside looking in. So, early 2019, you create first prototype of the impulse, correct? Correct. And then you take that knife to Blade Show. From there, you kind of decide on who you're going to have build the knives, right?
1: Yes. Um I had Best Tech do the prototype for it. it oh, okay. Was pr- was pretty confident that, I mean, I did, you know, I did like like CNC and 3D printing prototypes. Yeah. Like, I did that myself, but to actually get the prototypes, and um, I don't have one, I have a, one of the prototypes for the, uh, the Synapse here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's always funny to go back and look at them. Uh, but I, I kind of knew that Best Tech, I was pretty confident that Best Tech was going to do the, the production run of them. Um, the the people over there are awesome. I met them at Blade Show, and they were just phenomenal. They were uh, they were really cool to talk to. You could tell that they actually cared about the design. Um, mm. When when I was walking them through my prototype, I had unreasonable expectations. I never did this before, and I'm I'm very particular. I, I want things done a certain way, and they were really they were really nice about it. They didn't you know. Um, they said, Oh, we will do that screw in this way for you because that's how you want it done. And mm-hmm. you can't, I mean, when you're, when you're having something produced, you can't ask for more than that.
0: Right. Um, Especially when you don't have an existing reputation to make them excited to work with you because they know your production is going to sell like crazy. Exactly. When it's your first design the, yeah, that's kind of a gamble on their end too.
1: W- right. Well, kind kind of, and not really, um, how the production run goes, they're, they're OE, OEMing, so they would either do a collaboration or OEM. I was doing OEM. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, and I say this like uh, I know how this is going to sound, they don't give a shit <laughs> what, how the design is, what what comes out the other end because they're paid for. I, I'm, I'm buying True. that run if they see something that, you know, they want me to have a second run or another knife. So if there was something that maybe a designer wanted that they, they actually a perfect example of this is my, is my clip. So I know you, you have some reservations about this clip, which is completely fine. And I I appreciate you bringing them out and not just, not just fluffing it over. Um, It wasn't necessarily about the functionality of the clip, it was about the fact that they thought that my customers were going to think it was a cheap clip because mm. everybody was doing 3D milled clips at the time. Gotcha. And they, and they were all uh, parallel to the scales at the top. And they didn't have this. And they thought, they thought my, my customers would think that this is a bent a, a stamped clip. Uh. So I was like, no, nah, I think they're going <clears> to... <throat> the people that are buying this knife, they're going to understand that this is a fully machined... Titanium clip, right? That won't be a problem. And now you, I mean, that's kind of become ubiquitous now with a lot of, um, uh, you know, produced knives like that. So
0: yeah, it's kind of like a tier thing where at certain tiers you kind of expect for there to be a milled titanium clip, unless it's a very specific di- design choice for it to be otherwise. But it's like once you pass, I don't know, two hundred bucks, like unless somebody really likes a wire clip. You're probably going to see the milled titanium because that's associated with like a value metric of that spot. I think. Right,
1: exactly. Perfect example. Um, the Ace has, Ace Grand, has a, yeah, yeah, Ace Grand uh, has a, wi- a wire clip on it. I love wire clips; they're so functional. They're they go they go towards everything that you like in a clip, yep. where you're you know the hot spots. It's it's really nice in the pocket. It doesn't scratch anything. So the design choice to put this on, um, I mean, I may even use wire clip at some point. It's fantastic. I would and love people, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the people that are buying that knife will know that it's purpose is it's meant to be there for that specific reason. Yeah. Uh, Function, I, I yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't plan on getting away from that clip anytime soon. Uh, my, my, my milled clips, I like them a lot. Um, I am, you'll be very happy to hear that I am changing some aspects of it. Um, there, uh, um, I don't know if I could show this to you yet. All right, I'm gonna show it, I'm gonna show it <laughs> like this. Let's see if you can see there, hold on, let me see if I can get. So here, the clip, a mm-hmm. little bit more clearance inside, not a whole lot more clearance, I know it was kind of a thing, mm-hmm. uh, but the the tip of the clip It rolls- off yeah it plateaus off um i i did that on the the fulcrums right so that's how all Ooh. of the fulcrums are designed they all have a um they're all kind of bent down here See, I do this
0: i can see it okay
1: yeah so there there it's a slight tapered uh to make it parallel to the frame so that's not sticking out as much i've been doing that since gen one fulcrum i like it a lot a um, little bit of trade-off, not as easy to put in your pocket, but then again, it's it's you know it's it's uh, not as much of a hot spot. Um, so mm-hmm. moving forward, we're gonna you know test that out a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to show everybody that knife that I just kind of showed you guys. It's um, yeah. I'm, You're gonna I'm have gonna...
0: A, a whole gang of people pausing and trying to figure out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not gonna be hard to figure out um, because it's expected to come soon. Um, you said this is probably dropping this week, right?
0: Yeah, this will go live Wednesday morning.
1: Okay, I can't show you that, method.
0: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, now that's funny because I have a fulcrum, and I never noticed that the clip was slightly different. But I also, that clip, or er, the fulcrum lives in my fanny pack. I very rarely Put it in my pocket so gotcha. i'm hardly ever using the clip but i've kept the clip on it even though i have options because it looks so cool since i have the white with the black clip like the stormtrooper
1: yeah, set up yeah, yeah. on it
0: i can't like not have the clip on it because it looks so good yeah but, true. yeah i haven't uh now i'm gonna go slide that in and out of my pocket a few times after
1: this and <laughs> see how yeah it feels. You'll, you'll see it's um uh, you know w- with having the ramp it makes it really really convenient uh, thumbs in the way it gives you a nice area to to to, to surpass the, the the seam of the your your pants. Um, yeah. it, it, it does work really well. So it's it's a little bit of a trade off, but I, I think uh, I think having them uh, happy medium.
0: Cool. Yeah. No, I dig it. Um, and that's one of those cool things. Like I don't know. I keep uh, I had Jason from Jason Beatty. You you know mm-hmm. him as well. He's yeah. one of your yeah. moderators. One of my. mods. I awesome dude. Yeah, I love Jason. And uh, so we good. did a podcast a couple weeks ago now. And we were talking about how many knives you've come out with and it was all public knowledge. I don't think Jason was sharing anything. Uh, Cause your knives are numbered and you usually say how many the run is at some point. So we did the math and with the, um, with the isotope that's coming, if our math was correct, it'll be 3000 knives when those land, which is kind of a little, but also kind of a ton for somebody who is like you said, 2019, you had a prototype in hand and no knives sold. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a, a pretty decent number of knives in that window of time. But what I think is so cool because you're kind of in that sweet spot where, like, there's a lot of drive behind your product, there's people who want it, demand for it, but you're also still, it's just you and your wife who are doing it. And mm-hmm it the the run sizes aren't so huge that they're totally prohibitive for you like you you've got it in kind of this manageable space where like you've been able to keep coming out with new designs it's not 3000 of the same knife that are out and right. these little changes you've done like cqi constant quality improvement kind of updates on yep. a couple of your knives already which is just really really cool because if you if you time stamped a year of just one year of time not many large or small knife makers, knife designers are making little tweaks across multiple models and then bringing them to market. So I think you're like yeah. the autonomy you've achieved is really, really impressive. Do you think that's mostly just the size that you are? Or is that how nitpicky your brain is? Like what drives you to be constantly making, because you could leave everything the same and people would keep buying, they would sell out, right? Yeah. But you yeah. keep diving in and going deeper. What What's kind of your mentality on that one?
1: Why not? You know, it's gonna it's gonna take me some time, um, but in this grand scheme of things, it's it's not it's no time whatsoever um, to do these iterations. We're able to um, we're able to test things. So I'll i get a prototype. So perfect example was the uh, the integral. I got the integral um, early last year. And, yeah i saw uh, you
0: starting to kind of tease it a while ago
1: yeah it was a while ago um and what i did was uh, i had my prototypes come in mm-hmm. liked them and then wanted to see some changes and then not just hoping that the changes that i made were the right changes and putting into production which i think and not not the same thing bad about most companies most companies are you know big businesses and you know they just it's it's timing, and you have and to do it. And there's red tape, and yeah, people to get yeses from. And, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I got more prototypes produced. Um, so I went mark two prototype. Was really happy with some of the changes. Actually went went back on some of the changes. And the 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 final product of the the isotope, which is the integral, uh, I'm really 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 happy with. Um, I'm gonna have a production sample pretty soon wink and I think everybody that's that sees the changes that were made over both iterations of the prototype they're going to be very, very happy with them. Um, and and to make those changes it took me it took me X amount of time uh, it took me X amount of uh, effort and, and um, you know working with my producer, my, my production company, um, manufacturer, they were the right changes to make. They you know, I, I wouldn't have felt good if that that didn't happen. When these knives come in, if there is a new change that can be made, why not why not do that? Why not make that change? Why not make a better knife? Um, yeah. I don't know why it's not uh, more common,
0: yeah. I really uh, one of the reasons why that became apparent to me is I'd noticed you were doing like from impulse gen one to impulse gen two. Subtle change. And then I think with the synapse, there might've also been a subtle change. I could be wrong on that one. Yeah.
1: Uh, Geometric changes, just a little bit more on the machining side. Yeah. Little things that
0: you were, you were just making small adaptations as time went on. But then on the axon, um, the fact that as like, kind of, it seemed to me to be relatively last minute, you made the call to switch to all T8 hardware, which Mm -hmm. I think was brilliant because I don't know why. And I've, I've, talk to a number of other people who are kind of the same way it's like why is t6 hardware still such a thing on knives because t8 it i just think it's pretty inarguably better unless you have to have a really tiny screw somewhere for some reason but like body screws pivot screw like why not just be t 8 so the fact that you made that change seemingly kind of on the fly to make sure that the knife that got delivered was not immediately antiquated by the one that came out like a lot of people would have just been like, "All right, we'll save that for the next gen. These are already too deep in the right. process, And it's just mm-hmm. it's respectable to me that you take
1: the time to let those changes happen that that was that was a very easy decision to make. It was, yes, we are going to do this at what cost? And that cost, you know, um, it 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 did add some production time to the knives. We actually had to take all the knives that we had produced already take the scales, remachine the screw holes for the scales, reassemble the knives, do test fitting, and do all of that stuff. So yeah. it did add some time. Um, by and large, people were cool with it, especially for that specific reason. I'm not going to name names, but I pre-ordered a knife, and it took nine months for it to get here. I don't, I don't mind that. I, it, I didn't mind that before I became a knife production company, and I don't mind that now um why because i know when that knife gets to me it's it's going to be substantial it's going to be um hopefully what the designer and the production the manufacturing company meant to make um and i understand that there's always going to be some some delays in, in manufacturing um by and large people were very very cool about it especially uh for that change uh, i was very pleased to see how many people w- understood the the magnitude of that upgrade um and and people were just just really really happy about it um so here's the axon i'm assuming most of your viewers know they've uh, seen mine so, <laughs> uh yeah so the 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 frame screws here all t8 we went ahead and we just got the uh synapse gen twos in uh, the production samples of them and all of the screws were upgraded to T8 on here as well. I'm honestly not sure if I mentioned that yet or not. Um, It's just moving forward, that's just gonna be, unless there's a specific reason why we need T6. Um,
0: Yeah, I can understand if there's like, I don't know, maybe on a clip every now and then, if access to be able to fit a screw because the backspacer is like a certain distance, like maybe you have to use a screw with a smaller head. But I think in general, it's just like, objectively, as somebody who likes to tinker with my knives, take them apart, do scale swaps and mods and like all that kind of stuff is fun for me. It's, it's just nicer when you're using a T8 bit, you're less worried about stripping it by whatever percentage it is, but it's like, it's a little more substantial. So I think, yeah, yeah, waiting a couple extra weeks to get better hardware on a knife I'm already super stoked about is like fine with that.
1: And it also served a mechanical purpose as well. Uh, having T8s means we the, the, the screw head is larger. Having mm-hmm. a larger screw head gives you more surface area, holding yep. the scale down. Um, and if you were to have, you know, unfortunately step on a knife or have it run over, which um, somebody already reached out to me because their knife was ran over. Renegade. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, then it will probably fare better because it has the T8 screws in it as well. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of my, I think a lot of people might say that a lot of my knives um, tend towards the lean towards aesthetics over uh, some functionality. Uh, you know, it's always, it's always a cost benefit ratio. And you, you know, uh, if everybody just made an aesthetically a perfectly functional knife, we would just be making Spydercos, you know, they, you know, <laughs> they um, we already have the PM2. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We already have it. Might as well just move on from that. Um, so, you know, there's 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 uh, hopefully my design philosophy is clean and people people, you know, uh, agree with me on that. Um, so doing a um, give and take as far as screw sizes. So the um, isotope prototype that I had that we got the, the screw in the, in the uh, inlay. A T6 screw would probably look better here. And ju- fun- yeah. functionally just as well, it's, you're not, there's no stresses on that inlay. It's, it's an inlay against, um, uh, titanium mm-hmm. having a smaller screw might actually look a little bit better, but again, now, since we're going all T eight screws, it just makes sense to do a T eight screw on this as well too.
0: Yeah. That's one of those things too, where it's like, yeah, I, for me, I'd rather just know that I have the T eight, even if the T six will look a little bit better. I personally, yeah. because like the I haven't actually taken apart the Axon yet, but I have on the um, impulse mini and the fact that I just used one driver for the whole knife yep. it's like a, it's a relatively small thing. But it's mm-hmm. super nice to just not have to worry about because half the time when it's multiple screw sizes, I forget to switch which one's in my hand, which is just me being an idiot. But then I'm like trying to put the T6 and the T8 and I'm like, oh, crap, that feels wrong. Or I've got the yep. T10 and I'm accidentally scuffing one of the body screws because it's too big of it. Like, it's just nice when it's all the same driver, all the same hardware. It's all the same knife. Like, that's a it's a nice yeah. Thing
1: the so specifically that knife um we were originally going to use t6 screws for the um the hidden screw holding in the clip Mm. so uh if if anybody takes those apart you'll notice that that hole was actually machined out after production of them so Mm. that we could change it to t8 uh the t6 screw just made sense to be able to be in there so it could be flush and it's not sticking out but after testing we found that If we were to machine it down a little bit, we're not, we're not losing any functionality. We're not losing uh, a vast amount of, um, strength in the clip and having that T8 screw there is just, it it just was the right call to make. So we did that as well.
0: For sure. Which something maybe we should go back to real quick. So you referenced how Renegade EDC, who's a buddy of mine, we're in a group chat together, talk all the time. Um, good guy, great guy. How he ran over his axon, um, and it was literally like the night he got it. He'd been stoked about it. Like all of us were for months. We talk about it in that group chat all the time. And uh, the aftermath of that was really quite impressive that his knife went through that in like the ice and snow and then stayed out there overnight until he was able to go out and find it. And it was really just the scales that were pretty thrashed and like some surface scuffing, but he was able to then like rip dye the scales and like, kind of black everything out and do some like Dremel work on it and get it to look l- like a reasonable knife. Like someone who's not very good at modding modded it.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but no you're <laughs> exactly um yeah it, it did not look terrible. I was very surprised. I wanted to see a before picture. He actually never showed me the before picture. Um but I was really curious to see what it looked like before. Uh, but yeah no the, the end result was yeah yeah I was
0: impressed. And that was your your one liner lock model too which is like in theory, I think most people assume the frame locks are going to be the more robust ones. Yeah, so sure. that's one of the cool things about the Axon is its thick titanium liners with an mm-hmm. insert, and the fact that it went through that with a buddy who I personally know, so I know that yeah. it's true.
1: You um, vouch for it.
0: Is really really cool.
1: Yeah. So the the Axon, if the screws were um, the right size, you could take the scales off and run it as a titanium frame lock knife
0: a super uh, slim little frame lock, super
1: super slim frame lock uh you i don't think you can put the clip on not well maybe um but yeah technically you can run this as a, a frame lock knife um that's awesome i may i may cut some screws down one day and just test it out
0: i was gonna say you should start if it works you should sell screw sets to do like as a oh yeah <laughs> as an after a thing a just ridiculously thin screws.
1: knife it's already fun. a super light knife um I'm really happy we were able to get the 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 weight down on them to what we did. Um, The titanium frame lock or or liners uh, because they're fully nested liners. Mm -hmm. Um, They are fully milled out. I mean, where wherever we could take weight off, we did. Yeah, there's Uh, a lot of weight reduction in there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But but I don't think it really. So I still think it's a really well balanced knife. Um, You know, right where you right where you hope the uh, center of gravity is actually is uh, a lot of that comes from the full titanium backspacer helps mm. out with that quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, this is, I'm, I'm really happy with how this turned out production wise.
0: Yeah. One of the first things I noticed about it was how light it was. Cause I wasn't expecting it. That's one of those things. That's like, it's hard to describe as a reviewer. There are certain knives for me that when I see them in photos, when I look at them on the table in front of me, I expect them to weigh a certain amount because the brain just associates it with other knives that I've held now that I've held an obscene amount of knives compared to Mm -hmm. a a normal human being. I feel like I'm pretty good. Like if I were to like, guess how much that weighs, I'd be pretty close a lot of the time, but there are a few knives like that. Or like my Koenig Arius is a good example of like the internal milling is so extensive on there and it looks kind of chunky when you look at an Arius. And then every time I pick it up, it's like, that was lighter than I was expecting it to be because I see a big block of metal <laughs> sitting in front of me Yeah, and, you pick yeah. It up and it's like, where did the weight go? And I think the axon does that too. And, um, even like the impulse mini, which is uh, not uh, trying to be a super lightweight knife. There's a lot of internal milling on it mm-hmm. and it feels like for its size, a little lighter than I'd probably expect it to be. Cause it seems like robotic and heavy and all metallic. And then you pick it up and it's yeah. like, Oh, that's a, that's a very pleasant weight in hand.
1: Yeah, I actually lean a little bit more towards having heavier knives. I like the robustness of a, a larger knife. In <laughs> fact, when I got my gen three areas, um, I think that's when they started doing the milling on them. Uh, I had two gen twos before that, and I had to get rid of it. It was too light. You preferred for me. the heavier ones? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish that there was a, a medium because then when I went back to the Gen 2s, I was like, oh, yeah, it is a little on the heavy side. Um, mm. So, you know, I was going to take it, you know, take it apart and take it to the mill or something like that. It takes them up myself. Um, but, yeah, I had the uh, the Stormtrooper Gen 2. Ooh, uh, yeah. They did. Yeah. Um, and it was a uh, I did. I did like the weight on that one a little bit more than the the, the milled out, you know, too much. Interesting. Of that.
0: So we're gonna talk a lot about some more of your knives for sure but i was curious as i was kind of thinking about this happening today i know that before starting vero you'd been into knives for a while correct Mm. oh yeah and you were kind of a collector you had a, a pretty diverse collection i would say does your has your collection changed a lot and like the rate at which you acquire knives, like how different is it now that Vero is what you do and that you have your own knife company? Cause I imagine that has to change the way you look at things a little bit maybe, or the, the frequency at which you're wanting to pick up new stuff. Is it different? Or are you still like every bit the same collector you were?
1: No, so it's funny. My, my collecting ebbed and flowed a lot over the years. Um, depending on what job I had or what type of work I was doing or if I was in college um, you know uh, it, it was very interesting to look back and see kind of what my my collection looked like throughout the years and, and how it changed and you know what mm-hmm. I could afford at the time you know i was a, i was the type of collector that um, would have um, a set amount of knives and would rotate some of them out i would i would trade and sell and buy um and it's a great way to see what you like and see what you don't like you know uh but my collection never really just sat the way it was right uh, it did that in 2020 mm-hmm. i barely bought a knife in 2020 because i couldn't carry them mm-hmm. i had to test my knives i had to put my knives in my pocket and i i know that's a really it's weird to say, like, had to. Um, loved it. Loved every minute of it. Um, the prototypes that I got to play with and test out it was one of the coolest things. But I did feel that 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 collector portion of me missing a little bit. Mm. Like it just didn't. Um, I, I didn't. I couldn't look forward to knives really being released like everybody else because if I got them, they would go in did. a knife. They would go in a knife case, and I wouldn't. I really wouldn't be able to. to, to you know, enjoy them. Um, so, that being said, it definitely eased up a lot, specifically for that. Um, but I mean, I still got, um, I got a uh, the Adam Zerks. Zerks, yep, absolutely phenomenal. Seriously, just nice. a, yeah, it's just a great knife. Um, don't really get to carry it because I have a couple prototypes, um, production samples in and and need to test those out. Um, what else did I, oh, I got, um, uh, sharp by design, the The Evo, the the Evo. Yeah. I think Evo two. Um, awesome knife, really enjoying that one. Um, so I'm, I'm getting some things. Oh, I have, um, speaking of Evo, I have a, a custom knife factory Evo coming in also. Um, you are going to love it. (laughs) That's, what so People are just randomly messaging me and going, hey, uh, you should get an Evo 2 because it's you'll. I think you'll like it. And I'd be like, well, they, I have they one. They aren't Mike, lying. Mike, Mike is sending me one from Russia right now, which is awesome. I can't wait. I'll have it in a couple of days. Um, so I, I do get to look forward to those types of things. But um, it's it's one of those things where if you love chocolate, and then you get hired as a as a chocolate tier, but that yeah. what they're called. Person, you know, it, it, it's it's like your relationship with it inherently has to change. Yeah, right? it does, it does. But you, you still can love chocolate. I mean, I love collecting knives, which is good because um, you know uh, it's it's a weird thing. Like I I thought about it today that I pulled out the prototype that. Like nobody else has this, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like how cool is that? You get to get an exclusive knife that only a couple of hundred other people, like I have the one thing here, you know, like that's pretty cool.
0: That's way cool. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because prior to me starting my channel, I was I collected much like you do, or like you did, where it was like constantly buying, selling, and trading, Mm -hmm. revolving things out. I kind of kept a core, like Mm 20-ish knives at a time, and if I wanted to bring new stuff in, that meant I kicked other things out, and it was really fun for me. And uh, when I found something that I really liked, oftentimes it would be in my pocket pretty nonstop for weeks at a time. Right. But now that I'm on the side where I'm constantly bringing in new stuff to review and I'm always working on the new things that are coming across my table, I have like the opposite problem where I don't have time to bond as much with some of the knives that I love and that I like Mm. get amazing reviews. And I kind of wish I could just keep putting in pocket all the time because by doing that, I'm stealing time from the thing that I need to be figuring out, thinking about spending time with so that I can, speak about it in a coherent way and not be a liar. Who's talking about its performance without carrying it. So like, it's funny how the grass is always greener sometimes where it's like a lot of people would kill to have as many knives come across and go through their hands as I do. And I get yep. that. I'm not, not yeah, complaining yeah. for sure, but it's also like, Oh man, but I'd love to be carrying that Evo two more. And as soon as yep. I finish that review, like maybe every couple of weeks I'll get to carry it. And that's across a bunch of knives in my collection that I really want to carry. Like I finished the Axon review and I snuck it in pocket one more time after because it was like, I want to keep carrying that thing. But I finished the review. Luckily I'm in the process on the impulse now too. So it's like I have something very similar in the pocket. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's like I, I was in the car business for a while. And my entire Mm. life, I've really, really loved cars, been super into them. And I like doing automotive photography and there's like a whole, there's multiple sides of automotive that I really like. But when I worked in dealerships selling like really nice cars, like I worked for Audi for a while and I'd get to drive anything in the lineup. I drove R8s, I drove rs 7s I drove crazy stuff, which like a lot of people would dream about, but it's different when you're there every day and that's what you're doing. You still appreciate it. It's like, Mm. if you're, into chocolate and you become a chocolatier you don't stop loving chocolate but you do look at it differently so that's interesting um would you say in the time that you like since you first designed the impulse your line I, i think has a certain vibe all the way across it and your knives all seem like they've got your identity in them but do you think since designing that first knife and now having x amount to market i'm sure another x amount in the pipeline has your design language or your design philosophy, has that changed at all? Or are you still just kind of getting all of it out that was already like in you when you started with the impulse? So
1: the it's, it's, it's hard to answer that question because when I designed the impulse, I designed multiple different knives before I actually ended on that, that version. Um, I, I, like I iterated the impulse from a completely different knife to the knife that it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the design length, my design language like started and just immediately changed like literally overnight, I would come back to the drawing and go, no, 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 that's not right. Then I would change it and go, yeah, that's right. So literally overnight my design, like I, I would like I would look at it and go, like, why, like, why did I do that yesterday? Like that's not like that's not good, you know? And then, but, but, and, and that's that was a big part of my process though. It was stepping away. It was not looking at like the axon. Um, when I ended up designing the axon, um I mean it was, it was, it, it looked like the axon when I first drew it out. Um, it, like I could not stop thinking about it. I kept going away and coming back, and and expecting to go. No, 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 no. The 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 angle on. I mean, you don't. You guys don't know how how much I obsessed over over the the radius here, and the the angle between the the sledge and. It just. I kept going back and going. Is it is that is that perfect? And there is no perfect because it's always subjective. And then you know tomorrow, me might have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. But this 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 was pretty much this from when I when I designed it. I just did a lot of tweaking to it and just kept coming back expecting it to be changed. Um, that being said, other knives like this. Well, actually, Synapse is a good example. Also, this once I did get the the overall aesthetic of this knife, this barely changed as well. Mm. Um, now how I am designing new things. I'm actually not drawing them in CAD first. I'm drawing them um, um, digitally with a Mm -hmm. stylus and I'm able to change. I'm able to iterate aesthetics um, much, much, much faster. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Like I could just change something and and alter it in the slightest bit, you know, and See in CAD, it, it actually worked out really well because everything was a number, and mm-hmm. you know that's how my brain works. It goes, okay, so you know this is this is whatever degree, and if I change it by a tiny bit, it does alter the entire aesthetics. Um, and then I have to keep going back and changing that number, and and then seeing the iterations, iterations. Um, now I can just I can put it where I think it's supposed to be, yeah, and then ultimately ultimately add the add the um, the numbers to it and, and dimension it. Um, so yeah, it's it's, that's that in itself, my workflow for designing has changed how I design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the next couple knives that come out, um, they're still going to have the same design philosophy. I, I, I don't think that's going to change as much. I, I want clean aesthetic knives that, mm-hmm. that function well. Um, and, and hopefully that, that stays the course, um. But you know, there's gonna be some different design. I mean, if you look at this, like you just said you said that you had the axon in your pocket mm-hmm. and you're getting to now transfer over to the impulse mm-hmm. to do a review. And you just you said, I'm gonna have a similar knife in my pocket. Yeah, there's nothing similar. I I don't have a I don't have an impulse on it. there's I nothing it. similar about those two knives. True. They are, they're so inherently different, but you yourself said
0: they both feel zero. They,
1: <laughs> they, they feel that that's, that's the aesthetic. That's the, that's the feel of the knife. And they're, they couldn't be more different knives. Right. Um, like so
0: opposite blade shapes, one's opposite blade lock, shapes. One's liner, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, one has milled pockets on two sides. One has on one side, one's a, a, a rear flipper. One's a front flipper. They're state. They, they couldn't be more different knives. But hopefully, you know, there is that, you know, there, uh, there's a consistency that, across your line. Right? There's, sure. a, there's, a vo- there's a voice for both knives that are, that are speak the same language. So, yeah.
0: Do you know? So, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the way you describe your design process, especially I think I've mentioned to you, um, I'm in the process of with a buddy right now working on a, a production knife that I'll be talking about soon. I'm still not sure details on it purposely. Um, and I'm sure people are getting sick of me like hinting at it, but, um, do you, for you, is there a time when like you have a marker of knowing when something is done? Because I, I think like you mentioned with art, you, you could foreseeably just go on forever iterating on it and making the, the tiniest changes. and You can never feel like it's perfect. Right. Um, I feel like I'm pretty decent at that. Like my wife and I are opposites in that way. She hates everything artistic that she makes and overanalyzes it. And I'm pretty good at like, this is what my vision is here right now. Release it and be done. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay at that process. But for you, is there a moment where it's like, all right, right here, I've done enough. It needs to, I need to let it
1: fly. Or is that a moving target on every knife where it's just arbitrary? Um, somewhat moving target. I am, uh, I'm never happy with anything. And I, that's, I think that's a good, that's a good thing because when I am happy enough, that says a lot, right? Cause then, then I know that, that if I did have to, you know, hit the print button right now and that, that, you know, goes to press. Um, I know that it was good enough. It may not have been perfect in my eyes or, you know, I knew that if I spent another two months on it, uh, it, it may be a completely different thing at the end, but theoretically I would like that one better because I iterated it to that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think there is a good enough. Um, like I said, on the axon, it was very, it was um, it, it, organic. It was, I, I printed out on a piece of paper, uh, I you know I usually print out my knives, three um, D printing them. So here's the, um, is this the, um, the impulse, three D printed, mm-hmm. and loved the form factor. Loved having it in my hand. The Axon, I loved looking at the two D drawing of. I kept going back, and I'll print it out, and you know I'll have a pen, and I'll be like, you know, let me just, you know, let me just, you know. No, no, I like it. And I would just put it down and I would walk away. And, you know, it's like, like, it was very odd that that was the, you know, um, that one was good enough for me and, and as yeah. close to perfect as I think it could be.
0: That's awesome, dude. I, uh, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed every pursuit that I've ever made in like an artistic sphere, even like in school. If I took an art elective or whatever, I always just found I, I vibed with that type of activity and so yeah i think it's really cool the way you describe it because your brain i think functions in a lot of ways pretty different from mine you being an engineer like you said numbers make it easier for you sometimes in the design process i it yeah. couldn't be further from true for me um but the fact that it's the same process just being done a different way is really cool because your knives i think kind of scream engineering like that that's your background And they have this almost robotic sensation to them, but they're still like enough Mm -hmm. organic that it's like, it's this cool blend of like a knife guy who is an engineer and it shows in your, your product. Um, So yeah, it's cool to, to kind of see in your head a little bit (laughs) on that one. Um, So now at this point to market, you've done the impulse, the impulse Mm -hmm. mini you've done the synapse, synapse XL and you've done the axon Mm -hmm. and the upcoming will be the um, isotope. Isotope. Mm -hmm. So that's already five about to be six unique models. And within some of those, there's generational differences like impulse gen one is different from impulse gen two, but they're the same knife, right? So that's about to be six models. And then you from what I gather have more than a couple that you've already kind of, or at least in the process of designing or have designed, am I far off there?
1: So I have the neuron, which is the double detent, uh, looks similar to the axon. It's, um, it's uh, like a
0: baby axon with, with it's like,
1: like a baby axon. Um, and the, that is in the prototyping process. Okay. And I should have that very soon. I'm really looking forward to get, getting that in hand. Um, I have the Synapse Mini Mm. and an Axon Mini, both in production right now. Okay. Uh, So I guess technically um, uh, five released, then I have uh, Impulse in production, uh, Synapse Mini in production, Axon Mini in production and Isotope in production. So that'll be nine knives in, you know, um, in the in the time in which I started till hopefully a couple or a few months from now, which is kind of crazy if you actually, the fact that you read, read them out was <laughs> right <laughs> well, yeah, even took me by surprise a little bit, you know?
0: What's impressive is that you have, like, even right now, it's kind of a, a catalog of knives. And... Yeah, I don't know. I just, when I look at people who are existing makers and have started playing the production game, right? Like maybe they're a custom maker, like Brian Brown, who I just had a great example. Yeah. His Jaeger is, I love that knife. The Jaeger M production knife that I have, mm. fantastic.
1: Yeah, people uh, can't, can't talk enough good about it. They, they...
0: Really, really good, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's been making for years and he has mm. a couple of custom models that he offers. Um, that people can get on his books for. And then now he has the the one production model with another couple on the way because there's a fixed blade coming, and then he's got another folder coming, the Raptor. Um, but, like, I think, yeah, my mind for you just keeps coming back to the timeline because even myself right now working with a buddy on creating a production knife – we've started tossing around some more designs in case it goes really well and people happen to love what we come out with but it's an unknown now right because we haven't done sure. it yeah but like the rate at which you didn't just release a product but have released five about to be six about to be nine is like it's a different method than i think most people had done before you and i hmm. think that's part of why in 2020 so many eyes were on you and your brand and why the growth was so rapid and the secondary prices were so high because if you had created the same number of knives and gotten them to market and they were all impulses, I think it would still be a huge success story. But the fact that you created a a diverse catalog of knives and got all of them to market means people who are just on Instagram learning about you and they find you, it's not just a knife that they can go, ah, I either Mm -hmm. like it or I don't like not really my style there's like four or five knives that they can look at and see that you've gotten to market that their friends have. And it's like, there's gotta be one in there for them, if not multiple. So do you think, would you say that like the rate at which you've come out with new stuff has been a part of it for you? Cause I'm sure a ton of people are curious looking at you from the outside in.
1: Yeah. So a, a, a good friend of mine, um, mid last year found out that I was coming out with uh, maybe the axon at the time. And he was like, "Stop it! <laughs> people want the the impulse, and they want the synapse. Just keep making them. Just keep on bringing them out. Just milk the cow. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Like, like you know, people want them. You can sell them, produce them, and sell them. And I get that. I mean, the maybe the business model aspect of that is probably." Uh, should have been the correct thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I am a designer. The reason that the first knife came about was because I had a lull in designing for my company. I, we were in a working on a project that we stopped. I stopped the designing process. And I was moving into the manufacturing process on. And I missed designing. I missed sitting down at CAD. I missed that creative outlet. And that's why that knife the impulse was created i i I, i'm not going to stop that i'm not going to stop designing and then if i if i design something that i like like the axe on it i just had to bring it out to market i couldn't just i couldn't just have it on my computer and you know have a couple 3d printed versions of it and then that that be that um and then if i do show it or like with the with the neuron that's coming out i showed the cad model of it and people want that knife so I'm going to make that knife because I want that knife and why not have that knife in this world so I I'm going to make it um business strategy um like trying to be on the outside looking in um maybe maybe should do more of one run or or sooner or more quickly Uh, I mean not for nothing I did Impulse Gen 1 and Impulse Gen 2, both in the same year, which, you know, for a startup small business knife manufacturer or knife designer, um, that's, you know, that's that's a pretty good turnover for that.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of but, people
1: who aren't doing
0: multiple designs aren't getting two
1: batches of their successful knife out in the same yeah, calendar year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when, when, when we started this podcast, um, you said Joseph... Vero with Vero Engineering with Vero Knives, and it's funny that you say that because I'm not Vero Knives. Right. Um, people people want to put that on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all I was already Vero Knives and tools because of the fulcrum. True. Yeah. Within the first couple months of me, part of my wall
0: is not adhering correctly, and so pieces of it are falling on me. It happened earlier today. It's not a new thing. Okay. These are just adhesive, like vinyl planks behind Uh, me. Oh, gotcha,
1: nice. And it's been humid, so. (laughs) All right, I hope one doesn't hit you on the head, or does, that would just make this podcast really awesome to watch.
0: It would, they're all right over here. Oh, hold on, I'll show you. This one's on its way down. So. Nice. (laughs) So so it's going (laughs) over here right now. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to have wall cut you It's off. okay. Uh,
1: so my next project that's coming out, it's, uh, it's better glue for <laughs> adhesive wall fixturing. I need uh, it. So that's why Vero engineering and not Vero knives. I know uh, that's the put, thing. I'm gonna put my framed poster over that spot now. That'll be my fix. Nice. <laughs> Got mine back there. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing, right? I, I, I'm a designer. I, I happen to design knives and happen to have designed knives. Uh, It doesn't mean that I am going to only design knives. Um, Fortunately, uh, the Fulcrum has been done really well. People seem to really like it. Um, I I can't keep them in stock. That was the thing I was supposed to have in stock Mm. so that when people came to my website and go, oh, I really like the Axon. Oh, shucks, I can't buy the Axon. Oh, well, I'll buy this tool that I may or may not want. And then that's why it was supposed to be there. Yeah. But I put them on the website and they, they sell out really well. Um, so thank you all for that. And you, you that. add those
0: pretty frequently, right? I, I feel like I see you a lot of the time saying more fulcrums been added to the site and it's like, they're always gone quick.
1: Yeah. So how I do it, I do them in batches similar to how I do, you know, just, just the, the nature of being a, a small company, just my wife and me. Um, is that we can't get all of the axons in. You know, A lot of companies, and you know, we'll be moving towards this for some knives in the future, a lot of companies get their knives in boxes. Mm-hmm. They're, all, you know, they're already in there, they're already ready for just a, 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 UP, a, a skew on the side of it, and then ready to be put on a shelf, and if somebody orders it, you scan it, you put it in a bag, and you send it out, you put it in a box, you send it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, IQC every single knife that comes across, so if I had them boxed up already, I would have to unbox them,
0: right. test
1: each one of them, put them back in and then and then send them it's out. It's an extra
0: step for no reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I think that how, how my knives come packaged set them apart a little bit. You know, you're getting this from a guy and his wife in, yeah. in a in a in a nice pouch with um, with a, a, a patch that I designed. Um, in with some candy and some stickers in a bag, you know. Like I feel like when people open this, it's a, it's a different experience than getting, you know, a knife in a box as just as small as the box could be, so you could fit as many boxes in one container as possible. Right. Um, so I, I think that ad- hopefully that adds to it as well. Absolutely, um, it does. Yeah. Yeah, but when but when we get everything in, we have to parse it out. We have to say, okay, we we can only drop. 200 fulcrums early this week so that we can prep them, um, fulfill the orders, make sure we have enough candy to put into the bags. You know, like it's, 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 it's a very like cute, small businessy thing that we have to do. Um, yeah. But it, you know, it, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a cool part of it.
0: Well, you know, your process and how much time it takes and the materials required. And so it, it mm-hmm. seems to me like a relatively simple equation,
1: because if you put yeah.
0: 300 up, then a hundred of those are going to take longer to ship, which you'd rather just drop those hundred later in the week when you've shipped yep. the 200, you just sold. It makes sense. To exactly.
1: Me. Yeah. Um, and how we do it is we get the, the full batch of them in a couple shipments. shipments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually how most of our stuff comes. It's, uh it's it's segmented into a couple shipments and we get them in and we qc them and we test things and and then we and then we break those down into the batches um and then we ship those out and then that's usually a three or f- three week process of getting them in shipping and selling them and they all sell out in in those in those those drops which is absolutely amazing um yeah. so happy people are digging the fulcrums. it's 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 just something that I wanted to own, so I had it made, and and now people seem to want it also. Um, then there's a lull, right? There's a there's a production lull where mm-hmm. the new fulcrums are being made, and that's usually a two three month process. So it's actually you know the the time span between batch drops um, it's pretty big, uh, mm-hmm. and the amount of people you know it's it's weird as a business owner getting messages constantly. Hey. Uh, you don't have any fulcrums up on your site. You haven't had any fulcrums up on your site. I'm expecting you to have fulcrums up on your site. Uh, what gives, bro? And I'm like, I trust me. I want to sell you a thing that you yeah. want. I I want my design in everybody's hands that wants them. Um, but you know, it's a process, and that's just it's kind of what we do. And we're 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 up we're ramping up our production. Um, so so a great point is the impulses, right? Impulse Gen One was a hundred knives um the axon uh we just did was um was that 500 or 600 i think 600 Um, yeah 600 yeah and the synapses are are even higher synapse gen 2 is even higher
0: yeah that's a lot of knives
1: (laughs) yeah it really
0: is and you add fulcrums to that like that's yeah and one thing i'll say has impressed me too about your process is like literally the other day, I think I DM'd you after it happened, I placed an order for a t-shirt because I had seen you put a post that some stuff was up like hardware for axons and some Damascus kits. And I didn't even need any of that stuff. But I was like, oh, I'll see what got put on the site. And then I saw there were t-shirts and I had seen you wear it and Jason has one. And so I like I knew that the t-shirts existed, but I didn't know it would be in stock. And so I saw they were in stock and that it was like $16, like a really inexpensive for a nice, cool knife t shirt. Like a lot of yeah. them, people charge more for that kind of thing. And so I was like, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll pick one of those up. So I order it, and literally less than two minutes later, I had my shipping
1: notification.
0: I'm not going to say that everybody will always have that experience. It's probably a perfect storm of Michelle seeing the order come in. Sitting and like,
1: at the desk already putting putting orders together and it popped up and she got it out. But uh, it was, are it was the fastest that I've ever had that's, like, that's a shipping really
0: notification with a tracking number from when I placed an order. is really, really impressive.
1: Uh, I'm glad to hear that you say that about the shorts being a good price. Um, fortunately, my sister in law runs a uh, a company, oh. so we get a break on them. I already like am appreciative of the fact that somebody would want a branded Vero shirt, branded yeah. Vero hat. I'm not that. That's not something I'm like trying to make. Like I, I'm not trying to get rich off of that stuff. Right. The fact that if I go to Blade Show and there you will be some dude, this. some random dude walking by with a Vero hat or a Vero shirt on, like. Like, I can't, like, that's just, that's amazing to me. So I'm um, I'm I'm trying to keep the cost down on the hats and the shirts. Um, you know, we do, if you spend $50, you get free shipping. And yeah. I think that's lower than, you know, a lot of people do. Also, I, sure do. I just, you know, buy a hat, a shirt and a clip thing from this and you're there. And, you know, it's just, it's just, just something cool for us to do.
0: I love it. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And there's, I, I'm at a point now where knives are kind of my life. <laughs> More so than ever before, with yeah like this being what I do now. Um yeah. but even then like I don't have that many knife t-shirts. I've got like a BGM knives one. I have some Spider Co ones and I'm trying to think if I have I have an OZ or Oz Machine Company one, but I'm yeah. not letting myself open it until I get a Roosevelt because <laughs> I feel weird about wearing a shirt for a knife that I don't own. Um but yeah, like I wish more people would do that kind of thing. Cause as somebody who is an enthusiast in this sphere and who is into this stuff, like I, I really appreciate it when makers that I like offer those little things, those, those yeah, add-on yeah. products that make it feel like you're more of a part of something. And like, I love your knives. I like being in your Facebook group. I like sharing pictures of your knives. I like, like I'm a, a fan of your company. And so of course I want to wear one and, I get it from your perspective too. Cause if I saw somebody walking around in a, a bearded gear t-shirt at
1: uh, t- someone I How didn't, cool know, would that be? Yeah. In my mind. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting for the day where I'm just walking around and you know, I see a Vero clip sitting out of somebody's pocket, you know, walking you know, in, a, in a park or something like that. Like just some right. random dude. Um, if that ever happens, I'm going to make sure that I get that person's information, and I'm going to send them a full firm or something. Like that. the first time that that happens, it'll be just one of the coolest experiences of my life. I remember yeah. the first time. I remember the first time I saw somebody with a uh, a Chris Reeves clip mm-hmm. in there, and like that alone, I have not. I have no. There's no, <laughs> there's no reason for me to care that much, but right. I was like, and it was a, it was a colleague that um that came in to to. You know to do a tour of our offices and um and i was like like he not only you know you see people with kershaws which is for sure kershaw awesome. and
0: gerber and yeah all that yes. kind of
1: stuff you'll see a lot great you see it all the time you don't see a, a chris re a, a, a sebenza in somebody's pocket you know you have to know yep you know you have to be in either, that world either to, somebody
0: to who's really into it likes you enough to buy you a very expensive gift or yeah. you yourself are are deep. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, People aren't so that just was haphazardly spending 450 bucks on a really nice night.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that was, that in itself was just awesome to just know that that person was in this world, but to be, to see somebody with a, with a Vero will be a, that'll be a really, really cool experience. I'm looking forward to it.
0: For sure. So I know we're already, we just passed an hour. I don't want to be respectful here, but I do have another question for you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So yeah, no problem. One thing that makes me curious, um, part of it just kind of being your story and me observing the fact that you last year went full time and not just you, but your wife as well. And you guys mm-hmm. are doing that together, I think is really, really cool. Um, yeah. But what is, is there a typical day? of you guys working at Vero engineering or is it like super cliche and every day is different? Or like, obviously I'm sure if a a box of knives arrives, then it's all of a sudden you guys are shipping department for a couple of days um, or more. But like, is there a typical day to day like routine for you guys or how does that work becoming self-employed for like tiny as in being two employees
1: knife company? Yeah. Yeah. So How this happened was a very interesting turn of events. Mm-hmm. We we lived in a, a smaller house um, and we just had our second child. Mm-hmm. Um, and we very quickly with COVID realized that that house was way too small for two rambunctious little boys running around. We didn't have a pool, you know, in, and especially during COVID time, we didn't have like an outlet to Go outside and and you know we bought a trampoline and that goes (laughs) old really fast. So it pushed us to finally pull the trigger on looking for a new house. And one of those one of the um, requirements was that it had an office that was conducive to running a small business out of Mm -hmm. at night because I at the time I still was working a day job. So. We bought we bought this house. This is our we love this house. Um, has a pool, has an office with um, like floor to ceiling uh, glass like glass panes mm. looking over the pool. So I could work in here and see the boys playing and you know doing all that stuff. So the th- the plan was this room was going to be our office, your headquarters. Yeah. Yeah, the headquarters. This was this was Vera Engineering for about a month because we very very quickly realized that two things. One, when we got a knife run in, we were out of space. We were using the mother-in-law. You know, we one of the one of the other bedrooms. We call it the mother-in-law suite, even though really? you know it just is. Uh, that became Vera Story. Engineering office number 2 and Michelle would be in there doing some stuff while I was in here doing some stuff and it just it just didn't work um so and and I don't stop working usually um I I it's just I come home you know from my my original you know when I was working a day job I would come home and come into the office or you know sit out on the couch like with the boys while answering emails and doing all that stuff um, so I did not stop working, and mm-hmm. having having my office right here meant that on the weekends I didn't stop working. I would come in here and I would finish up designs and and you know work with the manufacturing, all that stuff. It just yeah. didn't stop. Getting getting an office um, did two very very big things. It one it separated house and and job mm-hmm. to an extent because my job is on my phone. This is where I interact with social media. I, I hope that, you know, people watching this can agree that, um, even now when I am substantially more busy and I have substantially more followers than when I only had, you know, uh, a couple thousand, I still interact with everybody. If somebody wants something and has a question or just, you know, literally just wants to reaction to one of my things. Um, I stop and I, and I interact with everybody. Um, It's time consuming, but they took the time to do it. I'm going to take the time to do it. I'm I'm going to do that as long as I can, but it's super time consuming. So having, having the office getting up in the morning and me going to the office, Michelle taking the kids to grandparents' house or, or, you know, her mom comes and watches them. And then her coming into the office means that we have a regimented way to, to do our jobs. Um, I have my office, she has her shipping center, um, and she goes in, she starts answering info at Vera engineering emails. Um, I, you know, check and usually I wake up in the morning and check my, my, my emails from the manufacturers, but, uh, it's, it's that, you know, it's that it's a, it's a, it's a visceral home now and life separation, uh, work life separation, Yeah. Uh, but that that being said, you know, um, she still answers emails while she's here. I still don't stop working, but hopefully I try to separate it a little bit. Um, you know, if I stop working in my mind, everything's going to go wrong and the company's going to fail and all of this was for nothing. So I'm just going to keep working until uh, I feel confident that that's not going to happen. So that, that, won't, that won't happen. No vacations
0: um, for a while for
1: the people No vacations for a while, no. Uh, <laughs> But, but, no, it, it really is um, I didn't expect to enjoy working with my wife as as much as I, I do. Um, you know, we really do have a good time. We like it's we're very food people. We love eating different foods and getting good foods. And you know, I think I think that's one really cool thing is like we found really good restaurants around our place that we can you know order from you know, small little local restaurants, which is amazing. Um, so we get to have a, you know, we get to have lunch together and, and work together. Um, it's, it's nice. We're, we're, we are really enjoying this. This is, this is so different than we could have imagined five months ago that that it was going to be.
0: For sure. And I'd imagine five months from now, things will probably be different
1: than you're planning for right now,
0: because that's the evolution of it and the way things are trending, you know?
1: Yeah, we're growing, um, we're we're growing into. We can see. Uh, people want want knives. We 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 really appreciate that, and we've been we've been mitigating the amount of. Um, we've been optimizing the amount that we can do to get those knives out we've upped our last you know the synapse gen 2 i think there's 660 or so synapse gen twos mm-hmm. um we're gonna have to work our asses off to get those in get them QC'd because i only i can do that i only i feel comfortable doing that mm-hmm. Get them qc getting the package getting them prepped and getting them shipped um while still working with my manufacturer while still answering emails and you know doing warranty stuff and um creating designs for the isotope, you know, patches and all that stuff can't stop. And that's the hard part, right? Because that, that stuff it, it physically can't stop because yeah. it has it has to happen.
0: You have um, multiple irons in the fire because there's yeah. running a business is so much more than sending your design to the manufacturer and then, and then once just,
1: it, that's just being it. Yeah. There
0: you go. Printing money. Yeah. Like yeah, man. exactly.
1: And there's um, so, also
0: the whole side of it of like figuring out Taxes as now you are your own business that's moving up in income brackets. I'm sure in terms of the more knives you bring in, the more money on paper that you're bringing in. Like a business is so much more than just oh yeah product getting created and sent out. There's I I haven't owned my own business that's been nearly on the scale that yours is, but having worked for like small couple of people startup businesses. Mm-hmm and have it having to be <laughs> in the weeds and way more than what my job was. Like, yeah, I sympathize a lot and respect the fact that you've been able to handle it with so much grace and scale it so successfully because that rate of growth is like, how do you, how do you plan for that?
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're trying, one thing I'm really trying to do is not show the growing pains. Um, this, you know this isn't this isn't easy to do and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because this is this is like you could I couldn't ask for a better story than what we've had it's been a lot of work i you know I don't I don't want to keep complaining about not stop working because i i love working is I yeah. love doing this so I get to work this much um but there there is like payroll right? Michelle and I need to get paid. Um, we actually haven't taken a paycheck yet from the entire course of this entire company. I haven't taken a penny out. I'm taking, We fortunately enough, we d- didn't need to and can just keep going as long as we can without it, which means that every penny that we can make from this fulcrum, will, right back in. <laughs> I can, I can, I can progress to the next line. Um, you know, the next knife, the next, whatever, um, and, you know, at some point, you know, we're going to have to get paid. So I have to now go on a payroll process with all you know, the taxes implications, uh, you know, having an office, potentially growing out of that office already soon. Um, maybe needing to get to hire somebody to do a certain portion that um, that I can. I feel comfortable handing off yeah. finding somebody. I, I, like I never thought about. Um, I, I, the, the type of person that I need to hire needs to be tech savvy, needs to not, not, you know, be okay with just sitting there for eight hours one day, putting candy in a damn bag. Like it's a, you know, it's right. a weird thing to think that I might have to hire somebody to help us do that. Um, so it's just, you know, it's a, it's a lot of small problems, Right. you know, they compound, um, <laughs> that compound but, but in the end, if you do solve them all. Um, yeah, I feel pretty confident that i I've done a pretty good job of solving a lot of the small problems um correctly to get to this point. Uh, and I just I, I hope that I continue, we continue to do that. um, and if we do, I think we'll be in a pretty good spot
0: absolutely. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's interesting the relationship you have with it, where you you keep saying like, Sounds like I'm complaining don't mean to complain but yeah, yeah. I don't hear it as complaining at all it sounds like you're being very real It's about logistics. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that transparency that you've been able to accomplish as well. I think that's part of why people feel so invested in you and your story is because mm. like for so many people it's kind of the dream. <laughs> like to take the thing that is your hobby mm. and then make it into something that not only is successful by every metric, but is trending more and more success as each day goes on. It's just like a wildfire that's spreading. And the fact that you have found a way to ride that wave. And I think a lot of people would have stopped so much earlier than you did. And been like, I did it. This is crazy. I've got three knife models that people love and I can't make enough of them. I'm just going to keep on going. But what impresses me is that you keep making more little problems for yourself by continuing to scale instead of backing off. And I think that's what's most admirable to me because like, I don't know, I I don't have nearly as many irons in the fire as you do. (laughs) I, I make videos for YouTube, you know, like I shoot pictures for my wife and then now I have a podcast. Like that's not all that much to manage at the end of the day compared to dealing with all of those little things and like when you hire yeah. somebody hiring a first employee for a small business you have to create a job for them mm-hmm. and then as being I have to have team. something
1: to do for eight hours for that person which right. i never thought i like that i have so much stress just thinking about having somebody sitting at a desk over there and then them going now what boss and i go right I don't know. <laughs> like, that's so that's so stressful. It's, it shouldn't be so stressful, but it is. And
0: imagine for you too, when that moment comes that you've got to let go of those tasks that you're now letting that yeah. person do, yeah. who isn't your the, wife, who you have yeah. a level of trust with already. Like, right. All of that is real. And so yeah. I think the fact that you've been so fearless about the process, that even though a lot of people would have tried to dissuade you from coming out with nine knives in the past short history. And to just stick to one or two, you courageously were like, no, I want
1: to keep making more. I have to like, you have, like I have to, you know, it's not, it's, it's a non-negotiable. Like I have to bring out those knives. I, I I, you know, yeah. Um, I, my wife used to yell at me for working too much. Um, and she understands now why, like, she realizes that 12 months ago when i left my office my my day job and and kept working this is what we got now like we are here now because of that time that i put in then um i know that in a year from now i will look at this weekend i sat on my computer doing x amount of work and on my phone doing x amount of work in a year from now, I will have that payout then. I will, I will be in a place then because directly related to the fact that I did that today. Um yeah, yeah it like I know that, you know, um, and that 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 definitely helps with the whole process of it.
0: Yeah. It's admirable. I think a lot of people like you hear all these gurus and stuff, not that I'm trying to be one, but a lot of people try to push the mentality of like, as long as you grind, then you'll get there. And I agree with that, but I also don't because I've been in jobs where I have grounded out for some boss man sitting in a different Mm -hmm. office than I'm in. And like, maybe if I had grounded out for instead of two years, 10 years, then I would have gotten to something that I would consider an impressive metric of success. But the fact that you've created your own thing to grind out, it's like the potency of all of that grinding you do it's so directly for you and your life. That's what's what's so cool about it is you're not just like, I really want to become a, I don't know, some white collar thing and I'm going to start at the bottom and I'm going to grind it out till I'm at the top. Instead, you've like, you've created your own business that is a passion project for you, but you're Mm. remarkably talented at and good at. And like all of that energy, it's, it's just, it's all getting stored up within it. And it's cool because people can see it. Like, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of knife people and uh, I've had the luxury of being able to talk to you a couple of times and and hear your thought process. And I always appreciate it. And even talking to people who have never had a conversation with you, it's like, everybody just seems to be pretty impressed. And as somebody who's like trying to make the EDC world, (laughs) what I do for a living, ultimately, probably not in the identical way that you are like, it's, it's cool to have an example of somebody who's doing it a new way, a different way, and has proven to be more successful than the norm with it. Because I think yeah. you've, you've broken the mold in a lot of ways. And like you said to you, there's no other way. Like I see it as like a fearless rejection of the other way. And you're like, no, this yeah. is the way for me. Yeah, this It's just, it's the way, way.
1: It, it seems obvious. So it's funny. Um, wh- Last podcast, wh- a recent interview I did, um, I think I said something to the effect of like, why aren't people doing it this way? We were talking about the flipper tab with my knife. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's kind of, that's kind of your theme. Like, like you see something, you go like, why, why isn't it already being done like this? Or why doesn't everybody do it this way? Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it seemed obvious, right? Um, my first knife got popular. I think it's sold. My, my first knife design sold out in the first night, mm-hmm. which is, in it in of itself just absolutely incredible look who's going to buy a knife from somebody who's never designed a knife before Uh, but it did and i know why it did because my friends on instagram saw it genuinely liked it and shared it and then their friends so their friends trusted them Mm -hmm. in the fact that they corroborated uh, um, agreed that it is a good looking design. They put their and stamp. Re- they put their stamp, and they now agree to that. And then, social media, social media sold my first knife. Like I sold out my first knife because of social media. Yeah, um, that's not. It's not a coincidence that I sold out a first knife that was all over social media. And social media is this like way to connect with everybody. I don't understand why I see other knife makers not, and I I don't want to say utilizing because I don't want it to sound like I'm using Instagram as this like master plan. It is just the thing. It's the thing that I'm on. I was on Instagram. Instagram. Right, It's, it's, it's where I like to go. It's I like to go see your content and my friends' content. Then they started making their content out of my designs and it's just this organic thing. And it seems so obvious. And I just don't understand why people don't do it like this. They just, they're just not, it's like, it seems obvious. Like, it seems like just do it, just like do it. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be happening as <laughs> happening as much as I kind of expected it would. So,
0: yeah, that's one of those things too, where it's like, I don't know. There are certain endeavors I've taken in life where I've tried doing something and it's illustrated to me how many people don't all think the same. Um, and one of those is like with what I'm doing right now, even in the niche of content creators on YouTube in the knife world, that's a a relatively small select group of people. Um, or even if you broaden that and do like gear reviewers that are somewhat EDC or outdoor related, Like there tends to be this rejection of the idea of like partnering with brands who are willing to pay them to review their products. Because if you are taking money to do this job, then you must be a shill for those products or whatever. And I grapple with this all the time because I, I guess I have a different outlook in the sense that my wife has been a paid content creator for years now. And that's the way that we ultimately, at this point, make our living is like doing that work that my wife does. So I get how that works in a different arena. And then I come to this arena and I start trying to utilize some of that knowledge. And I find that there's this like resistance to it. And it's like, why are people afraid to make money to review a product on the internet? That's a thing that a lot of people already do. For other products and but there's like there's this resistance to it and i i just i vibe with what you're saying where it's like why
1: (laughs) like in my
0: mind it's so clear and i find it so hard to relate to the people who think that it's a bad thing to take money for doing a, a thing that you're passionate about or a thing that you want to do or that adds value for other people in the market and like it exists in other ways and i think the knife industry is at this point where it's kind of being shaken up a little bit. And I think you are a a perfect evidence of that, that everybody's been talking about it now for a a little while, how 2020 was like, Vero did something different. You were on the Knife Nuts podcast as like, 2020 was like the Vero year, you know, and they're not the end all be all of everything that gets said about knives. But Yeah, it's it's funny to me because I relate a lot to your strategy and your methods because I think it is so focused on the here and now and the tools that actually exist. Like, Mm. if you're not using social media, it would be like not using email 15 years ago. Like, for your business, you should be using that tool. And if you're not perfect at it, then like keep using it, get better at it, hire somebody who is great at it, like
1: figure that out, you
0: know, like it's
1: the way. Like, Google it. Right, I mean, it's th- there's no secret to it. Um, You know, I like engaging with the people on Instagram. Uh, if I post something, I used to do it as a hobby. Like my personal Instagram, I hit a thousand followers, and it was such an, a momentous occasion for me because it meant that people wanted to look at my stuff. And this was before I started Vero. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see the pictures and the knives and the stuff. You know, it's this is you know. Let's be honest, this is all adult show and tell. And I Instagram allows me to get up in the front of the class and show something off and people can either just like not pay attention or look at it and go, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And if they look at it and go, "That's pretty cool," then, you know, then we all get the warm fuzzies. It's the whole point of this. It's the entire point. So, if I'm now doing it with my product and somebody somebody wants to I don't care. You want to give me the high fives or the, the the fire emoji on a post that I just made? You took the time out to do that because you liked that thing? I'm going to high five you back 100%. Like, for no other reason than I'm happy that you like that thing that I did. Yeah, I'm going to high five you for sure. Why, why why don't people do that? Like, why don't they – like, I, I go and I check these – I check – you know i see a post and i and i and i look in the the comments and it's devoid of any responses <laughs> yeah i just i don't get it like are, i get i also understand that in the knife world there's a, a certain expectation of machismo, machismo. yeah like yeah. like you have to be manly to do this you have to be emerson you know you have to be knife fighter guy dude i'm a dad I, you know, I like knives and cooking and, you know, uh, tech <laughs> tech. Like I don't have to go. I don't have to go hand to hand combat somebody for, to hope people like my knives. You know, like yeah. I, I work in an office and I open Amazon packages with my knives. I'm going to make a knife that's super good at opening amazon packages because that's what a lot of you guys do too and you know i i don't have to pretend like oh no guys this knife is so good at cutting people open like that's i gotta have to pretend i don't have to do that that's not my thing so i i don't you know uh i'm I'm not putting on a show it's just that that's me
0: I love that. Yeah, I, the first phone conversation we ever had when I was in the process of reviewing the Synapse and the Impulse with Jason, uh, which Jason had loaned to me, um, I, I it stuck with me because I loved that you said when you were creating the Impulse, Tantos were out. <laughs> Nobody yeah, was in yeah. Tantos. And Tantos were like, it was a blade shape that virtually everybody who had it like a pulse on what the industry was doing would probably like, you probably shouldn't make a Tanto. You should pick a different blade shape. That's not what yeah. people are buying right now. That's not where the money is going, right? But you wanted a Tanto. Uh,
1: it had to be a Tanto. That first knife had to be a Tanto. I mean...
0: Yeah. And so you made yeah, one. And you... Yeah, I made it, yeah. It was just like... It, that's the theme with you. Is like, I wanted it. That's the way that, for me, it worked. And then you just like, fearlessly went there. Come what may, this there's is going gonna, to be
1: my knife design. There's going to be enough people... Uh, you know, ideally that want that, you know, like I don't have to cater to everybody. I can do something kind of niche. This is a front flipper. I know, I know I can tell you off the top of my head, people that will just not buy it because it's a front flipper, right? That's cool. There's enough people that will buy it because it's just specifically because it's a front flipper and also they don't care whether it's a front flip or not. They like the design. So, you know, they're getting that. So, you know, it's, you don't, you don't have to try to cater to everybody all the time.
0: Um, I think it's a good theme. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like overwhelmingly each time that I talk to you, I believe it more and more (laughs) that you are. So that way, because at this point it's been an hour and a half. I think that first phone conversation we had ended up going like an hour. We've talked a few times Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I just, so many people, I'm sure, who listen to this are going to be people who are already fans of your brand. Some of them will be people who are curious. But then I know there are a number of like makers, whether they're custom or designers or wh- wherever they fit in that, who will listen to this. I don't want to like toot my own horn and make it sound like everybody in the knife world is going to listen. But a lot of people are curious about what makes you tick because what you've done has broken the mold and has been different. And so it's just, it's interesting to me that to you, it doesn't even seem different or wild or weird. It doesn't seem out of the norm, the way you've created your situation, because to you, you're just like, you're stalwart. Like this is the way that it makes sense to me to do it. And you're analytical. You think about it. It's not just like, I feel fluffy about this. You analyze things and then you, you just, set out and you and you make it happen and it's it's probably kind of be kind of frustrating because to a lot of people it's like yeah but what is the secret what's the what's the ingredient in the sauce and it's like working hard like
1: how cliche like yeah exactly like being present and you know (laughs) responding like i i i myself have you know what um we we talked about the Aries a bit Mm -hmm. um bill koenig i mean he he was a he was a how do i put this when when bill Koenig came out of nowhere he came out with a fury like like there wasn't it was it, it was pre bill Koenig and then post bill Koenig. Yeah. and then now there will never be a pre bill konig because of what he did and how he did it i had a problem with one of my knives i sent it to him he, I'm not going to get into specifics. I got my knife back. I, there was a shirt in the package. He, he was like, I was like, like, oh, yeah. Like, that makes sense to like, if, if there was an issue, apologize. Don't, you know, like, you don't have to beat around the bush. There was a, that's a problem, you know, and it was taken care of. Um, uh, Okluma. Um, flashlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a, a good friend of mine is really big into the, the, the flashlight community and when I first started this uh, my, uh, uh, Simon my, my other moderator he goes listen dude like if you're curious of a, a, like, a, like an archetype like how to do this you, you have a problem with this flashlight you send him a message on, on Instagram Mm-hmm. And he will get back to you. He will answer your question or help you solve that problem. Um, I, I had a I had a problem with my my clicky stopped working on this. He just said, "What's your address?" I got five clickies in the mail a week later. Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't why you know like why that's not that hard to do. Like it didn't cost him that much. But I am talking to you about this right now. Yeah. I'm talking to you about Bill Koenig, that's, that's worth so much more than five little buttons, you know? Yeah. Um, that's one of those things too,
0: where I, I think a lot of people overthink those little things. Like a, a business that I worked for, the, one of the startups that I was kind of a part of, my direct superior in that business was remarkably difficult to get any kind of like reasonable customer service solution out of uh, if it cost the business anything. If it cost the business a cent, he wanted to prove that it was the customer's fault and that we weren't at fault. And we didn't have to send them anything. If it was a bolt, like it yeah. was automotive aftermarket parts, it could be something small that could easily be handled or sometimes big, but like
1: that stuff. You can't quantify. It comes Right. But you can't quantify good customer service. Like You can't put a dollar amount on that. Um, first, First and foremost, it's the right thing to do. Right. Like it's, it's like, if something happens.
0: How would you want it to be handled if you're on the other side? I think that's a pretty good
1: indicator. Um, The, I had some, some screws, you know, a lot of people strip the screws on my knives because the T sixes, they're just not robust, you know? And I know for a fact that a lot of people use shitty drivers. They don't have brand new Wiha bits. Um, I'm fortunate because I buy them in bulk. And I throw them away after I use them a couple times yeah. just because I, you know, I, I have an expectation. It makes a difference. Yeah. It really does. Um, but th- you know, they'll, they'll message me and go, Hey, can I buy a screw set from you? And I go, you know um, yeah, I probably should sell them, but uh, I just, I send them out. Now don't message me and ask me for screw sets because I just said that. Everybody. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like like you when know, it's, it's gets a,
0: abused, it, it tends exactly. to exactly yeah. then,
1: then I, you know, I I I I physically can't, you know, I need the screws that I have for warranty and stuff like that. But if somebody messages me and says, Hey, listen, you know, trying to take the clip off, I messed up the screw. Do you have an extra? Can I buy it from you? whatever? I'm going to send that to them and I'm going to add a sticker into the pack. Like it's, you know, it's it's just the it's the right thing to do. Um, have I lost money because of it? Probably have I, you know, um, arguably
0: gained a lot more, <laughs> right.
1: You can't quantify the, you know, you can't quantify that aspect of it. Um, but one thing, if all this is said and done, I want people to say like, uh, he was at least, he was reasonable about it. He, you know, um, you know, I, I just think that's, that, that means a lot and it should. Yeah.
0: I was talking to a friend, uh, relatively recently, um, and he's done a, a quite a bit of like consulting work across a, a number of sectors, if you will. Really interesting guy who I, I like to talk to a lot. Um, and he was talking about how in the hospitality industry with really nice hotels, certain ones have a certain budget that they've literally gone and done math and figured out if we have somebody who's unhappy for any reason, the person, whoever they're interacting with, has the ability to make it right up to like some of them, it's $10,000. Some of them it's $20,000. Like if somebody gets a stain on their t-shirt instead of just like, Oh, we'll dry clean that for you. It's like, we're going to have our tailor come out and make you a brand new, perfect t-shirt while we have that one dry cleaned. And in the meantime, here's your meal is free. Like going above and beyond luxury locations because they figured out, like they've really done the math, which is something that you or I probably never will do in this industry, but they've figured out what is the average lifetime customer worth to their business. And for them, then it becomes real, real simple to like, Oh, we made a mistake and $20,000 worth of red carpet can make it better for this person. And then they'll keep coming back and love us more for it. It's
1: not only that the, the, if you do go over, A certain extent they are more willing to mention that to their friend who used to go to that other hotel but now will be going to this hotel because of that you know it's it's now it's now in it's exponentially increased that that small amount of money because you not only made that one lifetime client happy you made multiple lifetime clients who will ultimately have more lifetime clients added because of it and it's just
0: And now we're a pyramid business, but it
1: actually works. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the right thing to do. It's just, it's yeah. just do it. You know, like why, why not do it um, if you can, right? Because my first run of knives, I only, I only had a certain amount of hardware I, just, just because of the nature of what it was. I only had 100 knives. I only had a certain amount of hardware. I, I tried as much as I possibly could to fulfill those requests and then if i couldn't because of people um edit my knives and i love that they mod them they you know they'll send their their hardware in to get anodized or you know to get patterns on them um you know they'll 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 anodize the the the, the frame you know whatever i love that i'm a huge fan of that um it does cause a bit of a problem when that maybe um maybe they regret it and they want to go back the other way or the, you know the person messed things up or whatever in switching out the hardware they screwed things up um it costs me literally money because of that i still love seeing it i love seeing people edit their knives and, and make i say you make your knife you make your knife yours Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yes, it's going to cost me money. But I don't care. That's that's just something I love seeing, and I'm and I'm not going to stop.
0: Right. And I think most people on the consumer end. Uh, obviously, some people are just determined to be unreasonable <laughs> on that end as well. Yeah. But yeah. like for me, if I mess something up on a knife, my expectation when I reach out to the person behind that knife is, can I buy the part I need to yeah. make this yeah. right? And then and that's, if they the, that's the
1: correct thing to ask it, right. it is because I
0: did it right. Like that, mm-hmm. that's on yeah. me. It's not your fault that I broke the component on the knife yeah. that you made. Um, but when a company does take that extra step, which for them generally is a pretty small thing, it, mm-hmm. you're right. It just, it, it makes my experience so much better. And luckily I don't have many like warranty stories. I've only ever sent one knife <laughs> in for warranty. And it was a hog that I happened to, I, I did it wrong as I was swapping the clip and I pulled the helicoil out and I sent it to them and they fixed it free of charge. And it was like, they didn't have to do that. I told them it was yeah. my fault. I had it on video. I sent them the video of what I did wrong. And it was like, I'm not going to hide the ball here and pretend yeah. like your yeah. knife is garbage. But like, the fact that they could have charged me 20 bucks for that and then yeah. they did it for free was yeah. just like, now I like Hogue a lot better. Now yeah. my story yeah. about Hogue is that much nicer. You know?
1: L- larger companies should do that. That should be part of their, it should be marketing budget, honestly, that that it, they, there should, they should partition a little bit off and say that uh, we will do this amount of extra warranty work as marketing budget. Um, for me, it's it's that's hard to do because you know I bought those screws. You know, I physically paid for all of this stuff coming in. I don't have that baked into the price of the knives. You know, um, shooting a lot from the hip in what we do, it's it's like like I wish I could just have clips made and backspacers extra clips and backspacers made and give them away and do fun things with them. I just physically can't. If I did that, I would be out of uh, out of the business soon. Right. Um, so I have to I have to I don't want to say draw the line, but um uh you know, give and take, as much as I can give as much as I can um, right. so that I can help facilitate that whole um, not not charging people for script screws and um, you know, people say hey, I want all new hardware and screws for this knife, I'm going to go, you're going to have to pay for that bike. <laughs> you, right. you know, at some point you have to, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's taking advantage. If people that's a non-zero hurting. number, a- exactly. Yeah. Um, So we'll figure, hopefully in the future, we get to a certain point where we can do more of that type of stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, crawl, walk, run.
0: Right. And in the meantime, as long as you're doing the reasonable thing and yeah. what you view as the right thing, then like, what more can people want? And I think most of your buyers are pretty aware of your story and who you are yeah. and how yeah. this is yeah. a growing, currently scaling thing. And yeah. so the fact that you do any of that is, it's a shame, it's, but it's not
1: normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it's interesting seeing that also because um, we have, you're on the Facebook group. My Facebook group is amazing. Like just one of the coolest places The the people there are just some of the most awesome people. And they create I, I, I'm not taking any credit for it they created one of the coolest groups on the internet in my opinion um, mm-hmm. slightly biased opinion but my opinion um, <laughs> but it's cool seeing new people come in and not know that about zero not know that we're just a you know a, a couple people in an office designing knives and making things and you know shipping them out uh, you know together on a Tuesday doing things and then it's cool to see a bit of a transition, then go, oh, I didn't realize, like, that's a that's cool. And then they can now get behind us and they can, we could be their horse in the race. We can be <laughs> like, you know, um, you always see, you know, uh, support small businesses. And I never really understood that. I, no, I don't want to say I never really understood that. I never, I was never able to get behind that. I always, Went to a small restaurant that I knew the the man, the husband and the wife, are, and the kids back there cooking. Like I, we've always done that. We always will do that, and we will always choose that over, you know, a, a, a whatever an established restaurant Daddy's. if we can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we always will. So we've always done that. I now get it. Being in that position, like okay. I like I, I see it. I like I feel it, and. I get to see the me on the other side supporting me on this side as the business owner, and that is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's something I never, I never thought. You know, you don't think about that type of thing, but we are, we are helping to create this, this, um, this like all encompassing thing. We get to produce things that people want. People get to help support us doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody just sent me an email. I said, Oh, what's your order number? They said, you know, 431. That was 4,000 and something orders ago. And he's, I checked his thing, you know, like he's still coming back and supporting us. And that blows my mind. Like it's such a cool experience. Like I, like I, I, I hope everybody gets to experience something like this, you know?
0: Yeah. That's really cool, man. So, we're coming up on two hours. I didn't even mean for this to happen. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's good, this time, literally a final question because I'm I'm curious. When I talk to makers and designers, this is a question I think is really good. I think you have uh, interacted with and know my buddy MB Wild. Um, yep. Really good dude. And before I had Brian Brown on, he recommended that I ask this question to Brian. And I, I just find it interesting. So, if you were to identify one thing that you've learned now being a knife designer, who's been doing what you've been doing successfully for a little while, are there any lessons or is there a lesson that you've learned that caught you like super by surprise, something that you didn't think would be a part of being a knife designer that you've had to learn or just something that really you never expected would come from, doing what you do now? Has there been a surprise, if you will?
1: So I think, I I, I think that actually really ties into that last part um, that we were just talking about the, I've always been in the fan seat Mm. of this. I've always, I, I I know some people, you know. I know how 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 people love or hate Strider. I was I was a huge fan of Strider knives. I've I've owned many of them. Some of the ones that I own are r- rare, um, and I loved to be in that community. Um, Chris Reeves knives. they're... That it's, it's it is a community in itself. Communities Half within the community. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, now, I created one of those, right? Like something that I did made that there are there. So our Facebook group has a chat, uh, like a you know a Vero engineering chat, like messenger a messenger chat. Yeah, Facebook Messenger chat mm-hmm. where people just hang out all day. And talk about Knives and talk about Vero specifically, you know, and other things, of course, but like, like that was me. I do an IRC is.
0: Um, IRC. I don't think so. IRC
1: is um, text. uh, No um, uh, text-based message message board. So it's just, you just log in and uh, you, you, you know, you have a name and you type something out and it shows up and it's, early internet, like tech. I was on Um, aim. Is that close? It's similar. (laughs) So it's a chat, it's a chat board, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I was on one of those and we talked about knives. I was that guy that I helped create this environment for that get to do this and get to post their show and tell in my group. And I have made so many friends, so many amazing people through this, that blew my damn mind. Um, if my knife, if my knife company was successful, I, okay, I have an example. I was talking to Michelle the other day. Michelle's my beautiful wife uh, and head of shipping. <laughs> um, and I said to her, I go, we are objectively, um, doing well as a com- as a startup company, we are progressing. In- it, uh, we just hit 14,000 followers on Instagram. I know it's a weird barometer, but it is a barometer of success in this, in this means. Um, and I said, could you imagine if I Designed um, a thing that is doing just as well, but doesn't have this social presence. Like, would we would I have asked you to quit your job? Would would I look forward to going to work? Like, like the success of the company isn't the success of what we're doing. The the community is, the, the Facebook group. My Instagram, the messages that we get on at Vero, the, the, the emails just, well, I'll just get a message. Hey man, just want to say, just found you don't, you know, love the design. Like, like what if I just made this remote control and it turned out to be the best, this remote control and it's selling like hotcakes on Amazon right now and nobody gives a shit. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't have quit my job. Mm-hmm. I, I would still be designing drones and it would for, be some, cool side for somebody hub, else.
0: Making you money, but,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. It would just be that thing. But we're doing this because of that. And I mean, that blew my mind. That, that just, every day, that blows my mind. Like, That's awesome. More man. so every day, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I, I think you're right. There's certain, like, communities within the community. And I've observed it because I've been part of some of them, like the Millie club with Spider Co. like yep. that has become a community within the Just community. An am- uh, that's
1: an amazing place. That's yeah. re- really, really cool place to be. There's, there's a
0: couple of groups on Facebook. It's for me, it's the Millie club. It's your club. It's the TRM page is really good. Yep. And then yep. there's another group I'm a moderator in called edge addicted. That's a fun one. There's like a few, right? But it's kind of, rare for something to really have that gravity behind it where like i don't know there's a lot of brands of knives out there there's mm-hmm. a lot of models of knives out there there's a lot of reasons that people could kind of agree on a certain segment of knives but certain ones like strider or chris reeve or hinderer the herd or like there's these these groups koenig that page is actually really good and there's a lot of people yeah. who I hard into Koenig, and I'm one of them. I love Koenig knives. Like when you find that one product that really is like it's a more intense glue, unlike my wall, it's like actually very adhesive. You know, yeah. That's that's not the norm. That's different. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those ones that I'm mentioning, I guess Koenig is relatively on the new side, but like Chris Reeve and Koenig and uh, Strider, those guys have all been making knives for a much longer time than you have. And the, those groups have had a longer time and a greater shared history to get to that point where they're really tight, but your page and even your interaction on Instagram and all that stuff, like you said, not a perfect barometer, but those people really do seem more invested and more like, I don't know if you want to call them fanboys or just how die hard they are about the product or there's all kinds of terms you could throw at it, but mm-hmm. people are are really into it. And, uh, that's unique. I think it's impressive that you've been able to do it. And I don't, I can't point personally to any one thing that's made that happen. I think it's, it's this giant recipe of a million ingredients, um, that you're doing every day and over time to just like all those little things, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you talked about knife nuts podcast. (laughs) So after, after we got done with that podcast, um, everybody just, hung out for a couple you know for a little while chatting about the the, how the podcast went and stuff um and all of a sudden i think it was jake said wait wait a second wait a second did you design an electric motorcycle and i go i was like yeah you know i did that um and he's like why didn't we talk about like he was so angry they got so angry that that they that they that they we just never broached the subject that I designed and built an electric motorcycle before I started this knife company that's doing well. Um, And, and one of the things is always um, like, how did you do that? It seems it just looking at it as a whole, it's a, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to understand how that went from being an internal combustion engine motorcycle to now a fully functioning electric motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But it's easy. It's so easy because all it is is solving one problem at a time. It's just it's
0: sum of all the parts.
1: Exactly. It's it's how do I I I never touched a motorcycle before. I bought that that Kawasaki Ninja EX500 off of Craigslist. That didn't work. Never touched <laughs> one. But I had to learn how to change the brakes on it. I had to learn how to you know do whatever. And all I did was I just solve these little tiny problems. And at the end of it, I had a fully working motorcycle, electric motorcycle. It's mm. the exact same thing with this. I didn't know I needed a Facebook group until a friend of mine said, you should start a Facebook group. And I said, I think that's a terrible idea. I hate <laughs> Facebook. I am not on, like I'm an Instagram guy. Like I yeah. didn't want to do it. But then I created one. And then, it was obvious that people wanted to go there and chat. I, you know how I started doing the live streams on my Instagram. It was just, I needed to tell people something. I solved that problem. I started doing live streams. I can't tell you how many people today asked me, Hey, are you doing a live stream today? And I had, am like, I'm sorry. I, I can't do one today, but I'll do one tomorrow. Like my bad. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, No, <laughs> not your fault. Um, I just needed a day. Uh, mm. you know, I, this weekend was a very like we tried to just swim and hang out and decompress and, and, a little, decompress a little bit. Um, we we got our last Axon out, the last pre-ordered Axon out last week, which is a huge thing for us because because of the delays, because of shipping delays. Uh, I don't know if you know the last shipment um, because of the snowed in, um, well, literally everywhere in the United States was snowed in. Right. These delayed knives were sitting someplace, somewhere, not be, not moving for over a week. Um, mm. So getting those in, getting those out Thursday was huge. You know, a huge thing again. And that was your sm- biggest
0: run of knives yet to date, yep. right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and what that now means is that I can sell the ones that I held back, mm. which again, you, I get messages all the time. Hi, I want to buy knife. Please sell me knife.
0: Sorry, my comment sections are filled with people who are like, "Where do I get one of these? How do I get one of these?" They want answers, and it's like, "Yeah, the pre order was months ago." Like, yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah. I think it's cool, like the fact that now there will be another chance. I'm sure it'll also be. Difficult yeah. for people to yep. get one because there's way more demand than there are knives. But the fact yeah. that now there's a, a shot for people is a, a good call. Exactly,
1: Tr- like I said, trying to increase numbers. That's another just this problem that we have to solve. How do we? How do we, Michelle and I, order enough knives that we feel comfortable? Because that's a big business decision. Spending that type of money, people think we just say, "All right, pre-order knives." We get all the money in. Then I ordered the knives, and it's not. It's not how it works. Um,
0: Timeline wise, it doesn't go that time- way. Yeah.
1: right. Nobody wants to sit there and wait six months for a knife, which is why I do it the way that I do it. So we're 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 increasing that. We're solving that small problem, and then we're moving forward. Um, so yeah, getting that axon out was the last axon out um, was was a milestone for our company, um, milestone for me personally. So I said, all right, this weekend. Sorry, everybody on Instagram. I tried not to answer. <laughs> as much as I could uh although I did answer quite a bit um so yeah so I dig it man yeah, yeah well we're
0: we're at two hours I think we should put a bow on it but uh before we do where can people who are listening who are learning about Vero through this podcast um where can they find you what's the best way to to stay on top of your drops and all those questions that I inherently get all the time of when and where can I get these knives? Who do I talk to? Where do these people go?
1: So I think the, the, the main place that I am at most of the time is Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're, if you're even curious about it being just a small business and how things go, like I post stories of the things that we're doing day to day. Um, I think that's one of the, like um, if I was, me as a knife enthusiast would be following me as a knife designer to see this type of stuff, and mm-hmm. I I love that if I post something even somewhat mundane that I'm, that we're working on or something like that, you know the reactions that we get to that. I love that that pe- that people actually give a shit that they 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 do want the knife, but they yeah. also love the story and, They're and craving story.
0: involvement in it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and and that it, and people are involved like. They, like, really, really are. Uh, we, we do things a certain way just because people suggest it, just because people want that type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing the live stream tomorrow because so many people ask me to do out damn live stream. So, I'm going to do one tomorrow and I'm going to show off the um, Synapse Gen 2 um, production samples that I got in. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, some really, really good ones in there. Um, so, Instagram, uh, it's Vero Engineering on Instagram. Um, if you to find out about drops, I do post a lot of stuff, kind of hinting towards them on Instagram. Then I give the full um, uh, like day time how tos, all of that stuff uh, in the newsletters. So if you go to vrengineering.com, scroll down just below the first slide, you'll see a sign up page there. Um, I do not send out a lot of newsletters. People actually get upset with me at how infrequently I do. I just don't like seeing a bunch of spam coming across. I don't like, I don't use it as like a sales tacticy thing. You want it it's, to mean something when they get it. Exactly, I want them to see it and go, there is something in there that he wants me to know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I send them. Um, so sign up for the newsletter, sign up for it soon. I think you said this is dropping Wednesday. Yep. Yep, um, probably will have a newsletter out just after that um, because we're going to drop something that we've been holding on to for a little bit so that, um, that's a, a really good time to do that. Then that all being said, we've talked about it. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it a little bit more Facebook Vero engineering. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Vero ENG. It's just a cool place with a lot of amazing people.
0: Absolutely. I can vouch for that. So yeah, if you're listening to this as a podcast, Rewind if you missed any of that. If you're watching on YouTube, which a lot of people do, it'll all be linked down below. So I'll have your Instagram, your site, and your Facebook. And I'll I'll agree, I'm on all of those. I think your Instagram is unique from the other two because you get a lot more behind the scenes of what you and Michelle are up to every day. You get like, the reason why I know what your pool looks like is because of Instagram. You're always showing knives over the water, which is really cool. Like I can see what you guys are doing there and then yeah newsletter you're right that's funny my wife now gets them because i tried to have her help me get a mini impulse <laughs> um and so every time she gets it she forwards it to me later in the day like i didn't get it just anyway. yeah that's funny um, so that's the newsletter and i agree you're not bombarding them out you're not yeah. making it a, an issue and then facebook is a total different community from instagram a lot of the yeah. same people are going to be yeah, there yeah, following yeah. you on Instagram, but the type of conversations that happen there, the way that it, Facebook works at having threads and being able to comment with photos and being able to like all of those features make it a very different platform. So that's like that communal space where like the fanboys exist, if you want yeah, to call yeah, them that. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's a that, dirty
1: term, but no, but that's a great point because it's, um, Instagram was the original uh, uh, adult show and tell, right? Mm-hmm. That was the place where you posted your the picture of your knife and mm-hmm. people comment on it. Facebook became so much more than that because you can post your picture and then ask people to see theirs also. It's and show and
0: show. Yeah, <laughs> it really
1: is. It's show and show. It's show, show and, and have a conversation about it and have like a legitimate conversation about that stuff. Uh, never, never expected that, um, you know, Facebook say what you will, but that aspect of it, that camaraderie, that, uh, way of, of sharing things is just absolutely killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very surprised. And you've me. got
0: awesome moderators in there. I'm friends with Jason and, uh, yep. Tyler's really cool too. I don't know your other one. I should change that, but yeah. Sorry, um,
1: he's a flashlight guy. Uh, speaking of flashlights, um, we are working on one and, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, really, really excited about it. Uh, it's definitely a bit of a longer process than the knives uh, for many reasons, but um, Simon's helping out with that really, really good guy. He's a, yeah.
0: I love it. Well, sweet. I, uh, I mean, this goes without saying (laughs) the conversation we've had and if any of these people have watched my reviews of your knives, but I will continue to watch intently and uh, probably be buying most of everything that you come out with. And uh, it's interesting too. Like I love that you're the type of maker who right from the beginning, you mentioned like, yeah, I know Jake, I've watched your videos. The pocket clip isn't your favorite thing about my knives, but that you can take that on the chin and like, that's fine with you. Even like yeah, yeah. there are some people who have different preferences than you and you'll keep making the knives you want, but a recurring theme in all of the videos I've done of your knives so far have been like, even though the pocket clip isn't perfect for me, there's so much else about your knives and your story. Like, I can't not keep getting Vero things like I, I I'm invested in it and emotionally at this point. And I love the knives for so many reasons and how they function. And like, it's just, I, I'm a fan at this point. So trying to claim to, to not be, and be totally unbiased would be wrong and, and dishonest. Um, but yeah, so I will continue to, be making people jealous with all the Vero stuff that hopefully I get.
1: (laughs) uh, Thank you, man. I I really, really appreciate that. Um, I remember watching your, your first video, your first review and you were like, yeah, not, not, no, I'm not a fan of this knife. This isn't, (laughs) this isn't something that I like and I want to own and I'm just not a fan of it. And then I I love the fact that you were like, okay, this is what I said before, but here's why I do actually like this knife. And I'm learning some things. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you had no problem going back on that and saying, you know, I didn't understand it then I understand it now and I do like it even more so because of that. So that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, Your knives are a big part of why that process has stuck and why I Mm -hmm. still do unboxing first impressions and then full review. And I give time between first impressions and full review, especially because that was a perfect evidence of how my mind can change through experience of, of using something and feeling it out and discovering it's eccentricities, and so yeah, I uh, I'm a fan, buddy. So thank you so much for coming on, Joseph. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll hopefully do this again sometime soon.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely. This was really cool. I I had a great time, Um, and I will continue watching your YouTube videos. And uh, now that I know you have a podcast, sorry, I <laughs> I only recently saw that you did because of Jason. Um, You're good. But yeah, I, I I am now a fan of yours as well. So um, awesome! I'm really glad that uh, I was able to be on.
0: Thank you, man. And if you miss 98% of my content, I will not judge because I, I put out more than any reasonable person can consume. So I will tell
1: you, I, I, I like you and I like Jason, but I am not listening to four hours. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I
0: I wouldn't even listen back to it myself, probably. So I, I, uh, I'm i with you. Well, thank you so much, Joseph. It It genuinely That's has right. been a pleasure. Again, those links, if you're on YouTube, will be down below. And if you're not, then rewind to where he said to find him. <laughs> and uh yeah. It's check easy. Out.
1: It's pure engineering everywhere. That's true.
0: So thank you so much. And uh we'll see everybody on the next one.